The Sage Aging Podcast is brought to you by Sage Aging Elder Care Guide, your guide to aging care, resources, and information. Visit Sage Aging Elder Care online at eldercareguide.com. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or pro-ad media. The Sage Aging Podcast is intended to be informational and educational only and does not provide legal or medical advice. Always seek the advice of your medical and legal professionals when making personal decisions. Hello, Liz Craven here with the Sage Aging Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. You know, after two and a half years of producing an audio-only podcast, we have finally ventured into video. And I am so excited about that. But having said that, just fair warning, be kind. This is our first attempt at video, and we're going to do the best that we can to bring you a really quality program here. The bottom line is that we've got great information for you, and I'm very excited that you're here with us today. Now, before we get started, let me remind you that you can find the entire library of Sage Aging podcast episodes the Sage Aging Elder Care Guide, and so much more at eldercareguide.com. I hope you'll go there and check it out. You will not want to miss the great content that we've got there for you. As a caregiver, that's going to make your experience so much better. So joining me today for this episode is Georgiana Goodson. Georgiana is the Community Relations Manager for Senior Helpers in Lakeland, Florida. If you're unfamiliar, Senior Helpers is a home care agency and they have representation all over this country have some great collaborations we're going to hear a little bit more about that in a bit um, but i'm super excited to have georgiana here with me we've known each other for a very long time are now all grown up children um we went to elementary school together and uh i feel old <laughs> <laughs> but georgiana has been a constant in this community for so so long and I am super excited to have her here to share with us today. Thank you for joining me, Georgiana. Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to be here. Well, I'm excited. Yes, it's going to be great. I mean, you and I have conversations all the time. This is kind of, you know, just an extension of what we normally do. She is a thought leader in the community. She and her team at Senior Helpers, that is just a company that I highly respect so much. We've got a long working relationship with them. And um, George, who's the owner of the agency, gosh, we've we've been connected since he opened his agency here many years ago. So I'm super excited that Georgiana is here to join me today. And we're gonna talk about a topic that kind of gets ignored, I think. We're, we're really gonna delve in a little bit to how to keep a little bit of sense of normalcy in in a caregiving situation, not just for the caregiver, but for the care recipient too. But before we get there, I want to chat just for a minute with Georgiana on a personal level. <laughs> okay, so here's my icebreaker question, and I can't wait to hear what you answer to this because um, you are a world traveler and have amazing experiences. So tell me what your favorite recent photograph is that you've taken. Okay, favorite recent photograph. Without pulling out my phone, I'm thinking about our trip that we just took to the Baltic. 
And we did a canal tour in Copenhagen, Denmark. And, um, well, so many beautiful things to see. But on the canal tour, we got to see the statue of the Little Mermaid who inspired um, Hans Christian Andersen to write that story. Well, we were excited about seeing the Little Mermaid. It turns out we were only able to see her backside from the water. So I have a, yeah. <laughs> I have a really great picture of like her fanny and the crowd on the shore looking at her. We never made it back to get the front of her. So I think my Little Mermaid statue photo is my my favorite uh, recent photo. <laughs> That's hilarious. It sounds like it's frameable. I should definitely frame it. It's a highlight. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for sharing that. And boy, you'll want to, if you're not friends with Georgiana on Facebook, look her up because she has got the most amazing photographs of her wonderful travel tra travels with her husband. So um, thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate that. Okay, so let's get on to this topic. This is an important one. I, you know, I say that at the beginning of every show, they're all important. All of these topics are super important, but this one strikes home a little bit more for me because I really think when we are caring for an aging loved one, it's very easy to let the monotony of the day, the chaos of the day, all of the things that have to be done, it's really easy to let those things take over yes. and to forget that the person that you're caring for has things that they love, things that they like to do, preferences about the way things are done. They crave their independence. They crave their private time. There are all these pieces of life that have been stripped away. And I think in order to make it easier for ourselves and sometimes honestly just to survive, we let their personal preferences go by the wayside. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation today, because I know that was the case for us in our caregiving situations, all three of them. Um, and we tried really hard not to let that be the case, but that's really hard. So maintaining a sense of normalcy, why, why would you say from the caregiver's perspective, why would you say that's necessary? Well, it's absolutely necessary. And having a familiar like a daily routine is important when you've reached the season of life when you're going to be depending on someone else for care, um, especially if there's any cognitive decline. When you know what's coming next in the day, that can really reduce stress. Um, as far as the caregiver, they too need a sense of normalcy. They need to be taking care of themselves. Are they... Um, attending their own doctor's appointments? Are they eating healthy? Are they having some time to themselves? They definitely need a break. 24-7 um, care for someone uh, is not sustainable. So that is so very true. And I love that you brought up doctor's appointments because that tends to be one of the things that caregivers let go by the wayside first. Yes, they do. Their own care, mm -hmm. whether that's self-care or medical care. They tend to let that go by the wayside, and that's not a good thing because statistics will tell us that many, many times the caregiver ends up dying before the person that they were caring for uh, because of the stress and burnout. Yeah, sadly, I've seen that statistic. And so look for the warning signs. If that burden of care is too great for there to be some normalcy, maybe it's time for a more supportive care environment. Um, certainly time to look at bringing in some extra support um, one way or the other because that it, when it's too much, 
the primary caregiver is going to decline 80% faster than the person who's being cared for. And wow. so you definitely want to watch for, you know, they're not eating, they're not taking care of themselves and bring in some support. Know the resources that are available. Very good point. Elder Care Guide can help with that. <laughs> yes. Your Sage Aging podcast can help with that. Yes, absolutely. That's honestly, that's why we do all of these things. You know, these, all of the efforts that we make to push information out there in the social media and YouTube and Pinterest and all of these things, we don't do that just because it's fun. It is fun. We enjoy doing that, but it takes an awful lot of effort and time. But our aim is to get this information into the hands of as many people as possible because a more educated family has a better experience as it relates to caregiving. So we keep talking about normal and normalcy. Mm -hmm. in, the, in the perspective of this conversation, what do we mean when we're saying normal? What is normal? You know, new normal comes to mind. <laughs> but um, I think it's important to have a routine. I think it's under important to know where the boundaries are for um, that for that caregiver and and how much they can bear. But um, normal also should mean introducing new activities um, and revisiting past interests uh, rather than focus on what that individual can no longer do, like maybe drive or manage the checkbook. Um, but what, what do they enjoy doing and how can we broaden, broaden and expand that? At Senior Helpers, Liz, we've actually partnered with an organization called B PBHS. And they've done research, I think it's on 75,000 seniors using over 300 organizations like um, Mayo Clinic and Harvard. They found that um, on average, these seniors would have maybe six or seven um, unique activities that they enjoy, and they would do these activities maybe up to 20 times a week. So that could be having a cup of coffee and reading the newspaper. You know, maybe that's done four or five times a week. Well, our goal with the quality of life is to expand that. And this isn't just for seniors. This is for you and for me as well. The goal is to have more like 40 to 48 unique activities, different activities that you enjoy doing, and um, to do those um, many more, many more times a week, you know, maybe 40 times a week. So you're increasing the variety of activities and the frequency of activities, which um, you can put pen to paper and actually fill out worksheets and try to understand what how could I do this? And maybe give it a try for six weeks and introduce some new activities. Um, that's, you know, maybe rock climbing isn't going to be on there for, you know, your mother-in-law. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it might be going for lunch and window shopping for the afternoon or pulling out some old records or taking a trip to the museum. So we really focus on the quality of life and the enrichment that is, is going to... Um, to bring joy and, and maybe what's the difference between normalcy and like being in a rut and socially isolated. So right. we, we do want to push, push a little bit. Georgiana, do you think that most families are able to maintain some of their family traditions or do they kind of let some of those things go? Are those things that you find care recipients miss the most? 
Well, I, I go into the home mostly. We have um, clients who are in skilled nursing communities. We have clients in assisted living, independent living. But in the home, um, of course, where that's, a, that's an old familiar environment. And I'm impressed that the Easter bunnies are out for decoration, that you know there are family pictures or a digital picture frame that's bringing fresh memories into the home. So I don't see those traditions missed so much. Unless that's really great. Yeah, I do see that. Now we do have a situation in Florida where the weather is fine. And so for years, a couple will come as winter visitors or snowbirds, we've called them. They will come and eventually decide to stay and not go back where it's cold. So their adult children might be scattered around the country, but they are here. And once there's a widow or widower situation, um, the options decrease. You know, they want to stay. They, they've got friends in the community. So um, bringing in traditions, especially like, you know, a caregiver doing sparklers with them on 4th of July or making sure that they have a Thanksgiving dinner. Um, those kind of traditions are meaningful in the home and that can easily be overlooked in the home. Facilities are great at it because they, they plan, they have a calendar and they're going to make sure that the theme for the month is, you know, is, um, engaging the residents, but at home we work to add that. And that's a really important role that you play in the home because that's a great point that you mentioned in assisted living communities and nursing home communities, they have an activities director who helps people to stay engaged and and provides different activities and ideas of things to do. And that kind of goes back to what you were talking about before and the number of unique activities that a person engages in on a weekly basis, keeping them busy and keeping them engaged is so important, but even more important is including those things that were big pieces of their life, the things that they just loved to do. I know with my father-in-law, it was pulling out the photo albums so that he could relive his wrestling <laughs> days and his time jumping out of airplanes and all of those really cool things that he did that brought him such a sense of joy and to revisit those in the photo albums, that was one of his favorite activities. And we did that a lot. Also Yahtzee, we went to play <laughs> Yahtzee every day and all the way to the end, we played Yahtzee even when the cognitive decline was such that he couldn't understand what we were doing in the game. Just throwing the dice brought him joy. Uh -huh. And so I think it's important that we really understand what, you know, who is this person and what were the things that brought them joy? Because sometimes even when they're family, we don't really know, do we? Because that's the primary yes. of a person. Oh, families love when I get to the getting to know you um, section of our assessment, <clears throat> because they um, just everyone lights up. You know, what did he do for a living? What, what have his hobbies been? And so you do need to get to know someone. Um, to know the appropriate activities. And in addition to the life profile, quality of life, I don't know, it may be 200 activities. It's a long list. Uh, we also have activities that are specific for where someone is with dementia. We use the senior gems developed by Tipa Snow, and we have activities specific for each level um, of, you know, where they are in the progression of, of 
their cognitive decline. So that helps a lot when that's added to the plan of care. That's exciting. And by the way, if you're unfamiliar with Tipa Snow, please, as soon as you finish watching this, Google her and pay attention to what she's talking about. She has an immense amount of education, uh, videos galore. She goes live every weekend and I think more often than that now. Uh, but she's on Instagram, she's on Facebook, she's on YouTube. So she's definitely somebody that if you have a loved one who has cognitive decline, mm -hmm. you want to pay attention to what she's saying and take advantage of that teaching because she teaches to the caregiver, the family caregiver. And there's such an immense amount of support and education through her. So thank you for mentioning that. Yes, of course. She's a favorite. And once anyone's been introduced to her, they're they're hooked hooked on Tifa Snow. She brings so much positive and resources. So yeah, you want to have activities that are meaningful and then you want to have the opportunity to do them. So encouragement mm -hmm. from someone to do them. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. And so when it comes to an older adult's preferences, like I prefer to have my coffee with creamer in the morning. I like to sit out in the garden every evening with a cocktail, maybe. Maybe it's a glass of wine. Maybe it's that they just enjoy sitting with the dog outside in the evenings while everybody's coming home from work and they can watch the children going by on their way home after school. And those preferences, how important is it for us to make sure that we pay attention to those preferences and do the best we can to include those in the data. It's so important because there is an inherent role reversal between parent and child, and that is a struggle for everyone. Nobody likes that. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I think of a client that we have, um, his name is Lewis, and he had, um, he had fallen in his home, he lived independently, had fallen in his home, was on the floor for two days before a neighbor noticed that the garage door wasn't going off. And it was the scariest scenario imaginable. He had cracked ribs. Um, he was near renal failure um, from dehydration, and it was in the summer, and it was hot. Um, very scary. So, of course, he spent time recovering at the hospital, time recovering in rehab, and then family didn't even give him a choice. They picked him up and took him to live with a daughter to be safe. Well, he did not like it and was adamant that he wanted to be back home. So they looked at the possibility of him being back in his own home in Florida and um, where, where he is today. I visited him yesterday. It's been almost a year. And with some safety adjustments that we made in the home, we identified some things that were risky for preventing falls. And by having daily caregiver visits with Lewis, you know, seven days a week, short visits, seven days a week, just to check in on him, um, he's able to be at home. Well, I can understand the family's position that it didn't sound like it was safe for him to be at home, but they gave it a try and reduced the risk to where we can feel comfortable that his needs are being met safely and consistently and that, and that he's okay and safe in the home. And he is so happy at home. <laughs> Aren't most people? Yes, they are. Wouldn't, isn't the number uh, now at 90% of people say they want to age it? They do. And I always think, you know, I, I'm also a fan of the senior living communities because a change is hard. And so you'd rather yes. be at home because change is hard and that's an unknown. So 
it, it's it's not always best to be at home. But when um, they listened to their dad and found a way for him to be at home, it, in this case, you know, I fear he would have continued to decline going from rehab and in, you know, into a facility. And I think a lot of that goes back to he wanted his normal. He did. He wanted his space. He wanted his things where he likes them. <laughs> yes. In his own environment. And that part of normal is what I think we are missing when we consider what's best for our loved ones. And like you said, there are some instances where another living <laughs> arrangement is just necessary. Um, but I love that there are options available for families who can help their loved ones stay exactly where they want to stay um, with their neighbors that they have said good morning to every every day for 30 years. Leaving those things is tough. And those are the normal things of life that I think come to mind for me when when I consider maintaining normalcy for the sake of your loved one and for the whole family. And you didn't even mention pets. No one wants to leave their pet. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> I know we've got lots of pets at our house. So our pets are, our, our world just revolves around them. We love them. We spend a lot of time with them. They bring us a lot of joy. They bring us unconditional love and comfort. And can you imagine when you get to a place when you're less mobile and you're less active in the community, just because of physical things that are going on, to leave your pet behind too probably is the most heartbreaking. Very sad. Those are the most heartbreaking ones you see on Facebook when they're trying to rehome the pets who have been separated from their owners. And that breaks my heart every time. I just want to run out and adopt every single one of them <laughs> and take them to visit their owners on a <laughs> weekly basis. <laughs> I need a farm or something to do that. That's not going to happen right now. <laughs> So caregivers, as they're trying to maintain these normal routines in the home, there's another level of that that we need to consider. And that is when we go out into the community, how can we help our older adults who have any kind of decline, whether that's physical or cognitive, how can we help them and advocate for them to experience normalcy within the community? Yes, I, I think that takes a trained caregiver to plan ahead for outings, like hydration, maybe incontinence products, um, keeping the activity, well, you've got to have some, be flexible, but keeping the activity reasonable and appropriate for that individual, especially, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm referring to someone that's got some dementia. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to overdo it because they may get um, uncomfortable, be ready to go back home. Maybe a transport wheelchair is needed for that outing. For the doctor's appointment, you know, is a family member going along or uh, a trained caregiver or care advocate going along with that individual so that they can, you know, remember everything the doctor said um, about the condition or any concerns? So um, seniors definitely benefit from an advocate outside the home. And in a lot of ways, we need to advocate mm -hmm. not only for um, just making sure that we're prepared for those outings, but in helping the community at large to interact with our loved ones in a healthy way. Yes. Oh, I look forward to the the park that's going to open and Bonnet Springs. I couldn't say it um, right here in Lakeland to have the chance to go and explore, you know, in a big, large as Central Park um, atmosphere and, and explore. That'll be a wonderful, wonderful outing. So 
you know, that the, um, we just were talking er on an earlier meeting today about opportunities at the museum to do, mm -hmm. to do tours through the Alzheimer's Association. So when a senior is alone in, at their home and then they also don't have transportation, if they're not able to drive, right. then having uh, someone who can come by and take them, maybe just if maybe they want to pick up bananas or <laughs> whatever it is. Right. right. You don't want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be without a car. You need to go get your hair done and, you know, maybe nails. So I think that, that you definitely need an advocate to, to plan for outings outside the home. I think also we have to continue as a community to talk about this and make people aware, especially businesses, you know, that, that, Hey, there are people who are going to come into your businesses who you might be look twice at them and say, why does she keep asking me the same question over and over again? And I, uh, somebody that I know recently told me that they printed some business cards that said uh, something to the effect of, my mother has Alzheimer's. She may continue to ask you the same question over and over. Please be patient. And that helps the server to understand what's happening and helps them to be more patient. Yes. So I thought that was a really clever way to approach that situation. And I think that as caregivers, whether again, it's a physical or a cognitive disability, we need to be prepared to assist our loved one in experiencing the community in the best way possible. Yes, um, definitely need for um, some training in the community about the special needs of seniors. And I've seen those cards. I think they're a great idea. I also think they're a good idea for the family member because it kind of takes the pressure off of maybe something embarrassing is said or <laughs> about <Yes>. the prices. <laughs> oh, and yes, there will be. <laughs> there will always be something embarrassing said right. or done behaviors. Right. Well, now we've gotten to the point where I want to ask you what your favorite tips uh, for successful aging and caregiving are. You've been around the block a few times with senior helpers and in your career in general, you've been with a lot of really reputable companies. And I would love to know your favorite tips for caregivers. Bring in support. Maybe that's housekeeping. Maybe it's meal delivery. Um, maybe it's finding a support group. Uh, maybe it's bringing in an agency like senior helpers with trained caregivers where we can give just an actual, a break, a respite. Um, I, the, if, if a caregiver can come in daily or a few times a week and kind of take care of the messy stuff, then that really frees the caregiver up because everything can take so much time. So I think the, those probably are my tips for caregivers and did, um, you asked about um, resources? Yes, that was the very next question. So I always love to end with favorite resources <laughs> of yours that people can plug into to dig a little deeper on this topic or just in general that caregivers should be aware of. Well, I think the adult children of the senior population is is really well connected, like socially engaged. And there are a lot of resources there and you can keep your loved one engaged socially with some technology in the home. Um, so that's, that's something you can research on your own, but we've implemented that even in my own family. Uh, number one, I'm going to say your podcast because you know, I'm a top fan. I've listened from day one. Um, I would even refer the listeners back to episode six with George Geraldo, our senior helpers 
uh, franchise owner. He's fantastic. And he talks about, he yes, he is, you mentioned, and he talks about the differences between what's, uh, an, you know, the non-skilled home care versus the skilled home care. So that is a really good episode right at the beginning. Um, Tipa Snow, the senior gems, the positive approach to care. Excellent. Um, I actually went to our senior helpers website. There's a quiz you can take about, is it time for care? There are resources on Parkinson's. Uh, there's information about the life profile assessment we do. Um, so I think that our, our website, uh, because naturally, you know, by our name, senior helpers, people, <laughs> it's a relevant name and we need help and for, for our seniors. So we've got, we, we actually are a really good resource in ourselves. Now, everywhere in America, there is an area agency on aging and our local area agency on aging is the Senior Connection Center. They also are ready to kind of do a telephone assessment for the need, there might be some resources that can help and they can point you in the direction of, you know, current accurate local resources. Um, we're fortunate in Polk County to have the elder care guide. Um, yes, yes. Before I took my first job in geriatric care, I read, I found the Polk elder care guide and read it cover to cover. So <laughs> that was many years ago. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's I did. I knew I needed to know the lingo. <laughs> I needed to know. Yeah. So, and it's only improved. So um, let's see, the Alzheimer's Association, they have a hotline. Mm -hmm. So they have really bailed some people out of some tense situations. And it's always good to have that number handy. Other areas of the country, there might be some other organizations as well. Um, religious organizations, a lot of times there are, you know, like several churches here in our area that have activities that are open to seniors. Um, they're going to go to a concert. They're going to go out to lunch. They're going to have a game game day on Saturday. So if you can touch into some of the older adult care ministers, um, senior senior pastors, there's some activities that might be that might be appropriate for your loved one. Um, awesome. As far as expanding support, I really I really didn't mention so much, but there's a whole a whole industry, and I know you've had Barbara Harrington on before. Um, Yes. Aging life care partners or just care managers, whoo, they uh, are a, a huge benefit. I mean, we pick up where they live, leave off. They pick up where we leave off. I'm not sure which way it goes, but we work hand in right. hand in hand very well. So look into that, especially if you're caregiving for elderly um, parents who are in your remote. Yes. And we did an episode mm -hmm. on aging life care. And as you mentioned, and Barbara was my guest, boy, she is a wealth of information, but I believe that episode was number eight. I could be wrong um, on the number, but everything that we're talking about here, all of the associations and organizations and support that Georgiana is talking about, I'm going to have a complete list of those links in the show notes and in the blog post for this episode. So uh, don't stress about trying to write those down. We're going to compile those all in one place for you. You're so good about that. I love your show notes on your episodes oh, because, you. yeah, I don't. Sometimes I'm driving. I have to look at it later. So, Well, we tend to throw a lot at people. I mean, there are some episodes where I'm exhausted after finishing because my mind is racing 50 miles an hour because we've just provided so much information. And I'm somebody who's familiar with all of this stuff. So I can only imagine when you're trying to take all of this in and you're probably not consuming the entire podcast at one time because you're busy and you're 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there, 
We just try to make it as easy as we possibly can. We have a transcript for every episode, a blog post, the episode itself. Now we have the video. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just trying to put it all out there and put it in, in all kinds of formats so that people can meet us where they are. Well, you're doing a great job with that, Liz, and you make it easy for us. Well, I am very fortunate to have amazing community partners, both here in Central Florida and nationwide. There are people all over this country who are so willing to put themselves out there and just um, give you the information that they have with nothing expected in return. Um, so I hope that all of the guests, including Georgiana and every guest I've had on the show and will ever have, please show them support and please let them know that you appreciate what they're putting on the table. This is a, a big deal. And I'm so fortunate and very appreciative of you and everyone else too. So thank you. Well, thank you for that, Liz. And yes, um, not expecting nothing. I am more than happy um, if you're in the Polk County area of Central Florida to come and do a life profile assessment with your loved one. You actually get a score on how well they're doing and uh, uh, recommendations for improvements that will give them the best outcomes at home. That's whether they're just like transitioning home from surgery or long-term, you're just looking as an alternative to assisted living. The Life Profile has really given me the confidence to make care recommendations and you, you have to see it, so. Well, Georgiana, did we miss anything? I think that we could go on for another hour, but probably for today. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're, I think <laughs> that's enough for today, I right? We're just getting started. <laughs> but yes, I think absolutely. I think we covered everything. I mean, as far as aging with some normalcy, staying engaged uh, socially, you know, with meaningful activities um, in a in a safe environment. That's our focus today, and I think we covered it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here and I appreciate all that you do for folks in the community. You are an inspiration and I love that you are such a, a leader in this community. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate that. And right, same to you. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you so you. much. And thank all of you for joining us. I hope we didn't disappoint you with our very first video. So I, I know this is old hat for so many people who are are engaged in the video platforms all along but it's new to me i'm excited i hope that you'll continue to join us i hope that you'll subscribe to our youtube channel and share it with other people because that's the point don't keep all this goodness to yourself let's continue to share out with other people family members friends caregivers that you know in your community. Let's spread the word about all the information and resources that are available to them to make their caregiving experiences better because that's good for all of us. Also, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find Sage Aging Elder Care on Instagram and on Facebook and now YouTube. We are on Twitter and also beginning to build our presence on Pinterest as well. So in whatever place you're comfortable, please connect with us there and let us know how we're doing. If we're not hitting the mark, you need to let me know so that we can do better. And if we are hitting the mark for you, we want to know that too. So you can drop us a line at info at eldercareguide.com. Don't forget to visit eldercareguide.com for all of the information that we've had here and a whole lot more. 
And again, thank you for taking time to spend with us today. We'll talk real soon.